If you have your Bibles, you can join me again in Matthew, the 20th chapter. Those who have the Bible app, uh, you can join our live event in the Bible app and follow along with the sermon notes uh, right there. I want to highlight one more verse uh, that we had in our reading. I'll read this time now from the New Living uh, Translation. Matthew, 20th chapter, we'll be looking at verses 20 to 28. Uh, But if you can get towards the end of this text, I want to highlight verse 26 and verse 27. New Living reads this way. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. Praise God for his words. You may be seated. As you take your seat, if you can help me announce the subject matter to your neighbor, tell them, I will serve with the right focus. Yeah, look to your other neighbor, tell them the same thing, wake them up if they fell asleep, tell them, I will serve with the right focus. The right focus. We serve, but do we serve with the right focus? Sometimes our motivation becomes the wrong motivation. When I think about that, I remember a commercial that was out there and a guy, these guys are trying to do this soda commercial and one guy, you know, gets mad, cut, cut, cut. He says, I did Hamlet on Broadway. And the other guy doesn't know what's going on, says, excuse me, excuse me, what's my motivation? And, and both of them are just there on this table, like one saying, well, you know what, this, this soda commercial is beneath me. The other one's trying to get all into it and say, well, what's my motivation behind this character? So many times in our lives we get involved in something and we sometimes lose why we're even involved. My question to you this morning is, what's your motivation in serving? Do you want to be great or do you just want to serve in a place to make yourself great? Let me help you out to understand, because you cannot serve in a place to make yourself great and, and still be great. <laughs> Look what Jesus says. He says that, but among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader or great among you must be your servant. Mm. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. In order for you to be great, you got to be a slave. Oh, watch out, somebody. In order to be great, you have to be a servant. So go back again. If you want to be great and you serve to be great, well, you're not going to be great. But if you just serve, you will become great. Mm, mm. Greatness in the world is different. In the world, we, we celebrate greatness of, and give glory to individuals. If you are number one, you are prosperous, you have a good job, you have all these other things and and have individual success. That's why people use that terminology. I'm a self-made, whatever, millionaire, billionaire, whatever. I'm self-made. I did this myself. So you uh, you built that building by yourself. You know that think about how we say things. I did this myself. You made that bank yourself that holds all your money? You know, we, we get caught up sometimes thinking that if someone did so, I want to be just like them. If I work hard enough, I, I can get it. 
I, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir because I know many of us, just like me, get tired of people talking about if you were hard enough, you could be rich just like me. That's not true. There's a lot of roadblocks that limit people no matter how hard they work. Hello, am I talking to some women here? Y'all know about that glass ceiling? You, you doing good at your job. Doing better than some other people. They just not going to give you a raise. Hello, somebody. But they're going to say, if you work hard enough, you're you going to make it. Let me help you out. Don't get caught up trying to please people in the world. You'll go crazy. So don't get caught up trying to say, I'm going to break that glass ceiling. They're going to respect me. Don't worry about it. Even if you break the glass ceiling, they do give you a raise. They still won't respect you. Because it's in the world. The world is upside down. They got it all messed up. But look in the kingdom. The kingdom says it's not about who's the greatest. It's a nice that Jesus said it should be different among you. The greatest is the least, the servant, the lower. That's the greatest one. So sometimes we need to just chill out and relax and say, God, I'm not serving my boss necessarily, but I'm serving the kingdom. And in serving the kingdom means, God, I got to do my job the best I can. And they may not give me a raise. They may not give me a dime. They may not give me some time off. But when I lay my head down, I can hear Jesus saying, well done, my good and faithful, what? Servant. Mm. Oftentimes we want to be the CEO, the FOO, any kind of O, but you don't want to serve. The kingdom loves the unnoticed, the servants, and the low, and catches the kingdom of God rewards them. He opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So we want to remove our selfish focus and serve others first to become great. Y'all catch that? We want to remove our selfish focus and serve others first to become great. Are you serving with the right focus? Because you have the right focus. Because the question is, who are you focusing on? Are you focusing on serving the king? Are you focused serving the money, the green, that car, that house, whatever it is that you're working for, you might be realizing that that's what you're really concerned about. But Jesus is letting them know that you first got to serve the king. Look closely in the text at in verse uh, 20 and chapter 20 in the New Living Translation, it says, then. It says, then James and John's mama comes up to Jesus. Then. Well, why then? Well, look what happened before then. Jesus let her know, I'm about to die. Hey, hey, we on our way to Jerusalem. I'm about to hand my life over for many. And I'm about to give my life up to save the world as a ransom. And they bypass all what Jesus was talking about and say, but what about me? Wrong focus. That's, that's how we are when we sometimes get into a conversation with somebody. He didn't talk about everything else. He didn't miss everything they said, but said, what that got to do with me? We, we have the wrong focus. We, we, we try to get it in and, and try to serve. Think about how in, in, in communication, oftentimes we cannot have communication in our world because our world does not believe in true communication. What are you talking about, Reverend? I'm glad you asked that question. Watch any news show. Any news show, not not the nightly news, those news shows, turn to one of those channels. You know, you got three of them. You go to Fox, CNN, and MSNBC, and you're going to see that they all are having what they say a discussion, but they're just talking at each other. 
what, do you, what am I talking about? I'm talking about this, that they are giving out information saying that this is what I believe, and the other person will give a counter-argument. Nowhere do they meet in the middle and keep on saying, no, you're wrong, I'm right. But in the conversation, we can come to an understanding and realize that, hey, you made a good, valid point. I can agree with you. I may not like it, but it's true. But I cannot do that because then I will weaken my stance, and i got to stand on my stance, and i got to make sure you know that I'm right, I'm going to be right, even when I'm dead wrong, I'm going to be right. And we get caught in that and serving that we serve our own self. We'll serve it to our own self that we won't, if, when I'm serving, I don't listen to what you have to say because it's not important because I want my servants to be done. Jesus was telling them, I'm about to die. They could care less. Mother brings son. Okay, now's our time. Hey, Jesus, when you get into your kingdom, I, I heard something about you dying, but what do I got to do with this right now? But when you get into your kingdom, uh, put one on your right and one on your left and make everything all right. And, and Jesus looks at them and just like, I, I, I think y'all missed the communication. Do you think you can, cast this, cast this, go through what I went through? Oh, watch out. When we get the wrong focus, we start thinking about ourselves better than we ought to. We think that, oh, that job looks easy. I think I can do a better job. That reminds me of the good quote of, a, of, of Eddie Kane talking about, you want my spot? You want my spot? Well, you ain't gonna get it. Don't, don't know that. Go check out the five heartbeats. But he letting us. I know I'm good. You trying to take my spot? You're not gonna get my spot. He's letting them know that I'm not going to just give it up to you. Sometimes in our lives, we get up and we feel ourselves so much that we think we're irreplaceable, and and everybody's trying out to get us, and and then we think we can do it better than somebody else, and all we're doing is causing confusion. Because even in that situation, Eddie Kane was causing confusion and the other person was called because they were defying for the leadership. We need, to be, we need to make sure we understand that there's one vision. If there's two vision, that makes division. And, and think about it, how when you cannot decide on something, you go the wrong way. Jesus is teaching and they missed the focus. I'm about to give my life up. No, no, I ain't worried about that. I, I want a, a good spot in your kingdom. And then, so we have two talking. The ten are looking. And they got mad. Do you understand that when you get on the wrong focus, you take everybody else off focus, and then everybody else gets angry together? Mm, 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 mm. And, and we need to be careful that we realize that our selfishness is our default program. And if you are familiar with program language and computers, you know, there's a default, man. So that if you got a new gadget and you put all these new applications on there and it's not working right, and after they try to do all the other stuff, you know what they tell you to do? Reset it to default. To, or some say with factory settings. That's default settings. That's how it comes. And, and then you realize, I, now i got to slowly put in the software to find out which application messed up my progress. Y'all catch that? Some of us need to go back to default and start slowly reapplying the truth that we know to be true and find out where did we go wrong. 
when we come back to serving, then we're going to realize that I'm complaining about the music ministry. When, when did I start complaining about the music? When did it become how the music sounds instead of how good my God is when I worship? I, I got to go back to default. So I start complaining because the teacher talks too long when I'm in class. I want a chance to ask a question. When did it become how long the teacher talked messed up how you studied your Bible? I got to go back to default. Oh, the meeting was not fun because they didn't listen to my advice. They voted against me and they messed it up. Well, the meeting took too long. Why was the meeting all about you? You need to go back to why you joined that meeting in the first place. When we go to our default, we, we start realizing I am selfish and then I need to upload and I need to get more of Christ in me and have less of me. Am I talking to somebody here this morning to understand that I want more of you, God. I want more of your spirit. I want more of your presence. I want less of me because me, full of me, is full of mess. Oh. And so when I understand, Lord, I want to have the right focus. We do not put ourselves before others. Jesus, Jesus noticed their selfishness and, and noticed the division that was causing within the group. And so what did he do? He brought the group together. He, he brought them together. Y'all see, catch that, right? This is a leadership moment for him to realize that you guys are fighting because one wants to be greater than the other. And, and, and you are not supposed to be like the world. I'm going to say that one more time. The church should not be like the world. Mm. Think about uh, in the world, think of the terminology we use in the world for businesses, right? We have a CEO. I'm the pastor. I am the CEO. No, you're not. The chairperson wants to be the CEO. No, you're not. We are working in the kingdom of God, not in financial business. Think about financial business. Think about financial matters. So they won't make sure what's the bottom line. Oh, we got to be in the black all the time. The church should be in the red. Oh, we should all be about the blood. Not worry about how much money we got. Saying about can we get some more, somebody else to know who Jesus is. So when we are concerned about business matters and not kingdom matters, we on the wrong focus. Jesus trying to get us to understand how we ought to serve. Don't be like the Gentiles, those who do not know the Lord. It's alarming how many times we want people to be like someone who does not know Christ and does not live and model after Christ. And they say, you know what? That's the example of successful business. When we see the greatest leader of all, showing us this is what greatness looks like. It's not this way among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you should be your what? servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Jesus wrecked them, told them that if you want to be great, you got to be low. If you want to be first, you have to be last. That's upside down thinking. Anybody ever got into a competition and says, hey, I want to be the worst loser yet? Then that's not our, that's not our competition. I, I was thinking about it as we're preparing this, and, and, and I know who I am. And, and compared, I was meeting with a friend, and we're talking about that. And I was thinking about how I, if I was playing basketball, I'm, I'm too old to play basketball now. I'll break something. But if I was playing basketball and, and the church was watching they pass or play basketball, they'll be asking, who is that on the court? Because I don't play to lose. I play to win. And what I'm saying is this, that if I got to foul you hard on a game-winning shot, you're going to get fouled hard. 
if I got to talk trash to get in your head, I'm going to talk trash. And I started thinking about that, like, why do I do that? Well, it's on the court. It's, it's easy. You're competing. You want to win, right? Then I, then I started realizing why people keep on following me hard. Because I was playing like that, but when I changed and, and God was working on me and I changed when I was playing, then people wanted to play more with me and they respected me. They wanted me on their team. People wanted me on their team because they liked me on their team, but not on the other team. I was, I, I was, my character wasn't where it should have been. But when I understood that it wasn't about me trying to prove a point, but helping out the team and, and working, then I put Sam in the back and I stopped talking trash. I try to be more respectful in my foul. It's amazing how when we start realizing, change our focus, how we see things different, realizing, oh, that's why they did that to me. And then I stopped doing that. I didn't come home with scratches all over my arm anymore. And so when we serve, as Jesus is telling us, so we should have joy. Tell your neighbor, you should have joy. When you have joy, and you can remind yourself how you can have joy, is this, Jesus, others, you. Now, you want to put Jesus first, then you put others, then you put yourself last. I said yourself last. Don't serve Jesus. Don't serve others. Say, now it's time for me. Make sure all others have been served. Then get yourself. So you can be like that mother that never knew a warm meal. Everybody else wanted seconds. She got to keep on getting it up. And every day everybody's eating. Then she cleans it up. Then she warms her meal up and sits down and eats. But she's happy because everybody else is happy. But her meal was never warm. We need to realize, Lord, how can I serve you and have joy? Because if I want to be great, I have to have the right focus. I have to put others before myself, and I have to be a servant. Now, when you look at this word servant, it's the same word where we get the title deacon. It means servant. It means to minister. And Jesus says, I came to serve. Oh, glory be to God. Sometimes we get caught up with titles and positions. Jesus was concerned about towels. Jesus girded himself with a towel and got up from a business lunch and washed his disciples' feet. Mm. Serving in the kingdom of God is the greatest issue that Jesus wants to express to them at this moment and at this time. Just as a son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He understood that I came to serve my creation. Isn't that something? The creator of all things came to serve his creation. Jesus is great and he put himself last for, for being first for us. Are you willing to put yourself last? Are you willing to put others before yourself? Jesus, in Hebrew, it says Jesus endured the shame of the cross for the joy of our salvation. Jesus reminds them again at the end of the text that you missed what I told you beforehand, that I'm on my way to Jerusalem to die. And you got arguing about who's going to be great. Let me put you back on the right focus that it's not about you, but it's about the kingdom of God. And you need to make sure that when you come together to serve, don't come together to serve to see who's going to get the most rewards, but make sure you give all the glory unto God. Let us not look to take from the king, but give to the king. Let us not meet to see what can he give to us, but say, God, here is what I give to you. Good day now, Zion, but may the Lord bless you real good. But on your way home, you ought to think about what you can give to the Lord. 
You ought to say, Lord, I can give you my resources. I can give you myself. I can give you my clothes because everything I have has come from you. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Oh, God, hallelujah. Good God from Zion. I'm so glad today that he has showed us the greatest example of love that he gave up not just his finances. He did not just give up his home, but he gave up his life. No greater love than this for a man to give his lay his life down for another. So what can you give up? Cash says you don't have to give up much. You don't have to give up much. What I mean you don't have to give up much. He already gave up his life. He he asked, can you give 10%? Oh, glory. He asked, can you give me some of your time? Oh, check it out. Sunday is one day out the week, but you can make it every day on your job and even come back for overtime and stay there late. But if you are called back to church, God, I don't got time for that. Oh, Bible study, I can't fit that in my schedule, but I'll be there at the baseball game. We can spend three hours at a game and get excited when our team ties it and takes it into overtime, but if church gets too long. But when Jesus was dying on the cross, did you get tired of him serving you? When he was up there from the sun, he refused to shine. And he says, Lord, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Our service does not end until he calls us home. Our service is not dependent on our positions and our titles. Our service is our life. So will you serve with the right focus? Will you put Christ first? Others before you. Yourself last. Will you have joy in your service? Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that he has shown us the way. We humble ourselves before you, Lord, and decide that we want to give ourselves away. We want more of you in our lives. We want more of your power. More of your love. More of your mercy. More of your grace. More of your peace. Help us, Lord, to serve with the right focus. Help us go back to our ministries, to our church, to our community and say, hey, how can we add on to the kingdom from this? Oh, help us to seek your glory in everything that we do, oh God, that you'll be pleased that you'll be pleased with our lives. Hallelujah. Amen.